Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So the DNC is going so well uh, for the Democrats, the Democratic National Convention, that uh, Rasmussen put out a tweet this morning that Trump's approval rating during the DNC, the DNC, that Trump's approval rate's gone up. Gone up. <laughs> yeah, not that. Uh, not down. Up. It, last time I checked, it's supposed to work the other way. When you get four straight days, or three in this case, or fourth tomorrow, of national press coverage for your party, the Democrats, the Democrats' approval rating is supposed to go up. That's the way that traditionally works. They call it the post-convention bounce. Um, so far, the only bounce has been uh, to Donald Trump, who, by the way, also, one quick note, Apparently, he's running even with Joe Biden in Minnesota now as well, a state Donald Trump lost in the last election. Great job, Dems. You're really knocking it out of the park. I got a lot to talk about today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, secure your online activity today from those prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, what do you think of those numbers? The post-convention bump for uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, that's Donald kind of Trump. Um, out of the out of the norm. Working out isn't great, it? isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, Jeez, it's just, just right. now you and I've been following politics for a long time. Usually, you get like a double digit yeah. bounce after yeah. your convention, not a drop while your opponent's approval rating goes up. Why is that? I'm going to discuss this on the My show today. Man. Do not miss today's show. The Democrats are living in an alternate universe. That's why <laughs> I'm going to prove it to you today. How living in that alternate universe, if you watch CNN or MSNBC, is literally getting people hurt. In some cases, killed. Huh. I'm not kidding. It's mm -hmm. going to be bad. All right. Today's Hi, show brought to you by our friends at LifeLock. Yeah, a lot of them covered today. Troubling news for companies who utilize enterprise VPN for employees working from home. Over 900 VPN servers at a large enterprise security provider were hacked. Usernames and passwords have been shared on a forum used by ransomware gangs. Enterprise VPN servers are used to give employees secure access to corporate networks. Compromised VPN servers can allow hackers access to a company's entire and entire internal network. It's a reason to get a good VPN. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. Good thing there's LifeLock, a service I've had for a long time for me and my family for a reason. I had my identity stolen. It really stunk. It took me forever to clean up. It was awful. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thefts like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has been poten uh, potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. I get texts on my phone. Bang, like that. I usually call my wife because she knows everything. Someone checking our credit? Yes, this is what happened. Thank you. That's how it works. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Get it for your kids, your wife, your family. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Get the protection today, lifelock.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. Another note of breaking news before we start. Steve Bannon, there was an indictment released on uh, Trump's former advisor and uh, the guy who was involved in Breitbart, Steve Bannon. It happened earlier this morning. The indictment is, uh, uh, these are allegations, of course, to be crystal clear, but that Bannon was involved with that we build the wall effort, that GoFundMe to build sections of the uh, uh, immigration wall on the southern border. Yeah. Folks, if I can just add a quick note on this, as Joe and Paula can attest to, 
I was very suspicious of this. I was emailed about two years ago by a lot of listeners. Dan, why aren't you talking about this? We build the wall. Folks, if I don't talk about something or advertise something on the show that you think is a conservative cause, it's because I'm deeply suspicious of what they're doing. And I may have information. This is not like some pretentious jerk thing to say. It's just that I get a lot of emails from people, if you know what I mean, um, that something's wrong with it. I always suspected something was wrong with that. A lot of my conservative friends were warning people about it. Again, there are allegations. We'll see what happens, but they're very serious. So again, Steve Bannon indicted today for uh, his involvement in this. We build the wall and the allegations are that some of the money was basically taken under fraudulent pretenses. We'll see where that goes. We'll follow that story. All right. So if you're a Democrat, again, you're watching these three nights so far, the Democratic National Convention, you've done a great job boosting Trump's approval ratings. Fantastic work. Well done. Nice job. What's going on here? There's no excitement for the Democrats at all. Kamala Harris gave her speech last night, which was supposed to be this groundbreaking type moment. Uh, First black woman selected to be the vice presidential nominee. This was supposed to be a huge deal. The speech was such a disaster that I want to hat tip Jenna Ellis, who sent me this. There is a photo of Kamala Harris giving the speech to a wall of people who are supposedly attending that. I got to give you some backgrounds. They're supposedly watching the speech via like a Zoom type conference, right? So the allegation was, Joe, that Kamala Harris is going to talk to real. These are real voters. We're going to get 30 real voters to watch on this not wall of doom, but wall of Zoom with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, you watch it on the YouTube. You're going to notice something about this photo. If not, you're listening on audio. Have no fear. I'll explain it, I'll explain it to you. Um, here is a screenshot <laughs> of the wall of Zoom and these 30 alleged voters listening to Kamala Harris's speech. You'll notice something in the color-coded circles right there <laughs> that apparently they couldn't even find 30 people because... Three of those people are repeated. It's the same people. They're not body doubles. It's the same person twice. Jeez. <laughs> Folks, I can go outside my house right now. Give me, what do you think, Paul, a half an hour? Stand outside my house and find 30 people to join a Zoom to support Trump. You couldn't even find 30 people. It was the same person twice. You'll see on the wall, you know, like the Brady Bunch thing? Just imagine the Brady Bunch thing in the beginning, the montage. Imagine 30 people and Peter and Marsha and Jan repeated twice because they couldn't find other kids to stand in. They couldn't even find 30 people. They couldn't even find. Did they think you wouldn't notice? His people are repeated twice. Hilarious. There is no excitement for this ticket at all. Nobody wants Biden Harris. They're just people who don't like Trump. That's it. Again, you're li- don't forget the theme of today's show. If you were a Democrat, you are living right now in an alternate universe where you believe the election's over. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen. Trump could win, he could lose. I'm not sure. I'm trying to stay out of the predictions game because no matter what I say, it gets people upset or it incentivizes people not to vote. If I tell you, listen, Trump's going to lose, we're in big trouble, it gets people really upset and anxious who may stay home. If I tell you Trump's going to win, don't worry about it, then people won't vote because they won't worry about it. I'm out of the predictions game. Forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm trying to not do it. But I'm telling you, if you're a Democrat and you believe this election's over, Trump is a, Trump, it's over. He's down 600 points in the polls. Not even possible. It's horrible. You're living in an alternate universe. Nobody cares about Biden. They couldn't even find 30 people for a Zoom session. For this historic speech. 
So last night again, you well, you watched Barack Obama. Many of you, some of you did. I had a I, Paul, you can attest to me for this, right? I fell asleep in the middle of it. It was so boring. So I had to get up and watch a video this morning. So Barack Obama spoke last week on night three of the Democratic National Convention, right? And I'm going to play a clip from it afterwards because it's important because just the temerity on Obama, who is such a liar and is the most corrupt president in the history of the United States, but he pretends to be this big holy roller, top of the totem pole of morality. He looks down on everyone, Obama. He's the most arrogant, corrupt president we've ever had, right? Yep. But I'm going to play it in reverse. I want to play the review by Chris Wallace on Fox, who I think did a pretty good job. You know, listen, Chris can be harsh on everyone. He gets beat up a lot for it, but he's sometimes harsh on both sides too. So here's Chris Wallace from Fox noting something really weird about the Obama speech last night. The fact that, again, Joe, if you're a Democrat and you're living in this alternate universe, there's all this excitement for Biden-Harris. They're going to win in a landslide. There's so much excitement that Obama didn't even mention or barely mention Joe Biden last night at all. Check this out. It was a really curious speech. You say he talked for 15 minutes. Uh, somebody will tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'll bet he didn't talk for Joe Biden for five of those 15 minutes and, and basically said he was he was my brother in the White mm -hmm. House. He made me a better president. He'll make it a better country. Talked about how he'll get control of the pandemic and rebuild the economy. It wasn't even all that much about Donald Trump, although he certainly made clear, I think all you can only call it his contempt for Donald Trump, but most of it was about, it almost like the community organizer from Chicago, about how people have to go out and organize, and uh, as he said, our democracy is at stake. But as an, a full-throated endorsement of Joe Biden, not saying he wasn't for him, it was a curious speech. You think? Folks, again, alternate universe show. This is the A, B, C, D, E, and F block of the show. You're living in an alternate universe if you're a liberal where this election's over. The excitement is rampant. Obama loves Biden. Listen, let me give you a little seat. You ready? Everybody ready? Paula, you ready? You ready? Well, you know what I'm going to say? No, you have no idea. Do you? Really? Where am I going to say? Tell me what I'm going to say. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I knew what I can say. I can read her. I've been with her. So we've been together forever. We're going to have a big party, by the way. We've been together 20 years soon. 20 years! Hmm. 20 feels like yesterday, especially on date night. She said, oh, yeah, in the background. I just want that on the record. Let me tell you a little secret. Obama can't stand Biden. I'm not going to tell you how I know that or why I don't want to be a tattletale. Obama can't stand Biden. Thinks he's a joke. Not personally. I think he's like... Uh, a malicious or horrible guy. He thinks he's a moron. So does his staff. So does the Obama for America alumni network. They think, Ob they think Biden, Obama's crew thinks Biden is a damn fool. Folks, I'm telling you, you can take that check to the bank and cash it. That is a fact. I keep a large network of friends. Some of them I remember from a prior line of work. I'm not talking about law enforcement people either. I'm talking about some people I know who are marginally involved in politics, where basically we're involved for the money, not so much for the ideology. So they're happy to talk. The Obama team thinks Biden is an idiot. Hence, in a speech last night, why Obama, in 15 minutes, barely mentioned Biden at all. Now, here's a little clip from Obama's snoozer, which, again, was, of course, celebrated by these ridiculous hacks in the media, transformative, otherworldly, 
Small G godlike sounds like the terminology I used yesterday describing the speech about Jill Biden. Because that's to Jill Biden, right? Because that's what the media does. Yeah. When it's an Obama speech, it's just transformative. When Trump says something really interesting and great, hey, what an idiot. He's a more, this is not real media. It's a joke. If you're a liberal again, you're living in an alternative universe. Here's Biden last night, uh, excuse me, Obama. The reverence for the Oval Office he starts talking about, insulting Trump. Huh. And talking about how he sat in the Oval Office with both of these guys. Yeah, yeah. The last time he sat in the Oval Office with Joe Biden, they were plotting the Spygate scandal in that January 5th meeting. Remember that? Yeah, he leaves that out. Check this out. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. Reverence for the office? Are you kidding me? Huh. Is this a joke? This is from the guy who weaponized our intelligence and law enforcement community to marshal the biggest political spying scandal in the history of the United States. This is the guy who lorded over the worst recovery from a recession in modern U.S. history. This is the guy who is eponymously named Obamacare. Yeah, he called it the Affordable Care. I call it what everyone calls it Obamacare canceled hundreds of thousands of people's insurance policies. Doubled, in some cases, their premiums. This is the guy who inflamed the racial tensions in the country to the point where upwards of 70% of people thought the country was headed in the wrong direction at parts of his presidency. You're talking about reverence for the Oval Office? You're going to talk about sitting down in the Oval Office with both men, Trump and Biden? If I can recall the last Susan Rice email we have from her leaving office about the last time you sat in the Oval Office with Biden, you were demanding that the FBI get, quote, the right people on the investigation of Donald Trump to spy on him and his campaign. While your vice president, Joe Biden, was mentioning ridiculosities like charging Trump and his uh, Trump's team members with the Logan Act, a charge never successfully prosecuted in the history of the United States. You're talking about reverence? Reverence. You know what it reminds me of? Basketball fans out there, you remember Allen Iverson? Remember Allen Iverson? We're talking about practice. Practice. They were accusing him of being late for practice, and he was upset. He said, trying to play down practice. We're talking about practice. Practice. You're talking about reverence? Are you joking me, man? Remember you wanted Republicans to get in the back seat? It's time for you to get in the back seat. You're a joke. You were the single most corrupt president in the history of the United States who destroyed our economy, wrecked our healthcare system, and divided the country like no one else. Trump's had to come in and clean up the mess. He had to fix your economy. We had growth rates that far superseded yours. He had to fix the mess you left behind after H1N1 where you depleted the PPE. He had to clean up your individual mandate, your Obamacare tax. It forced people to buy insurance they didn't want. He had to clean up the court system where you appointed politicians as judges. 
judges pretending to be judges who were really politicians, who destroyed the rule of law. He had to clean up an immigration process. You embraced open borders. He had to clean up the mess you left behind and the regulatory morass, all the pages of the federal register you added in new regulations. He's the one who had to clean that up to get government off the back of American business owners trying to rebuild their lives after your disastrous eight years. He did that. You've done squat. You have done nothing. The United States was on fire after Obama left. It was Trump who got the fire extinguisher out. But again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Democrat, you're living in an alternate universe right now where down is up, up is down, left is right, right is left. Nothing makes sense anymore. I'm going to go through this piece by piece now. Things you believe if you're a Democrat and a liberal that are factually incorrect, but you still believe them with no regard for truth at all because of people like Barack Obama who lie to you constantly every day. Before we do that, listen, let me get to my second sponsor. It's important because I want to run through this. This is going to be a profound segment you're really going to enjoy, and I hope you share it because the Democrats living in this alternate universe are really getting themselves and everyone around them hurt and in some cases killed. All right, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Teeter. Ladies and gentlemen, with a Teeter inversion table, you can use gravity and your own body weight to decompress your spine and relieve pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves. I use this twice a day, the inversion table. I had a bad back. I also have really terrible shoulders. I need it. It gives me also kind of a teeter high. I get back up. I feel great. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table. You flip over there for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle without the pain. If you have back pain, if you've been lucky enough to avoid back pain, you, back pain, you need a teeter like I have invert every day. You just lock your ankles in. It's super easy. You grab the handles and you just teeter over at your own pace. I go right back down. You can do it slow. You can go to horizontal, go back down. You control the angle and everything. It decompresses my spine. It's great for my shoulders. Use it twice a day and 3 million people have put their trust in Teeter as well. They're the best known name in inversion table since 1981. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's new upgraded model of the inversion table, the Teeter Fit Spine with bonus accessories, stretch max handles. They help you get an extra stretch on your spine and your hips and the easy reach ankle system where you just put your ankles in, you lock right in. It's super easy to use. Plus, you get a free inversion program, Matt, for the ultimate inversion experience. Teeter inversion tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon and rated at 4.9 stars. And with this deal, you get $150 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. You also get free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk for you to try it out. Remember, you can only get the new Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table plus a free inversion program app by going to Teeter. That's T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Teeter.com slash Dan. Check it out. Love this thing. After a workout, it's absolutely terrific. Teeter. Dot com slash Dan. All right. So let's produce evidence about the alternate universe liberals are living in right now, which is destroying and shredding our country and getting people hurt or killed. I want you to watch this video first to show what I'm talking about, about the lies, lies, and endless lies liberals tell you. Remember I told you yesterday on yesterday's show about how the Senate Intelligence Committee produced a report on the debunked collusion hoax and the conclusion in the report was crystal clear. No collusion for the I don't know, 500,000th time, maybe a slightly hyperbolic. There was no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. The Senate intel report is clear. That's not what you believe if you're a liberal. If you're a liberal you believe, and, and you watch people like nutty Nicole Wallace on MSNBC and David Plouffe and Obama, a campaign advisor, you actually believe that there is still some network of Russians working with the Trumps to collude and impact the election. 
That is, there is no zero, no evidence of that at all. But watch Nicole Wallace and people actually believe this stuff. Check this out. I wonder what we do with the finding that there was this elaborate and intricate web of connections and contacts between Donald Trump's campaign in 2016 and Russia. And we now have on the record half a dozen meetings between Donald Trump, meetings and calls between Donald Trump and Putin, where there are no notes, there were no staffers. John Bolton writes in his book that he wasn't allowed in the room. How do you keep that issue front and center or, or, or how do we try to protect the country's national security knowing it's underway? Folks. The network she's talking about of people were, one, some of them weren't even Russian. And secondly, meeting with Russians is not illegal. Even worse, the same Russians they claim the Trump network was meeting with, some of the very same people, which I'm going to show you later in the show, were some of the people the Democrats network were meeting with. So connections to Russians apparently imply you're guilty of collusion only if you're a Republican. But when Democrats meet with the same people, it's all on the up and up. Don't you worry. <laughs> Again, you're living in stupid land. I'm going to show you this in a, from a Wall Street Journal article in a few minutes. How the same net, network of people, according to nutty Nicole Wallace, the Democrats were meeting with them. Are they spies? No, no, no. They're not spies. No, no. Only the Trump team are spies. But you listen to this nonsense on MSDNC. And you believe these lunatics like Nicole Wallace, that there's this network of people, the Russians that have infiltrated their way into the Trump White House. Do you understand that is absolutely factually nonsense? It is made up garbage. She thinks you're an idiot. That's why your show has such low ratings. Only morons watch it. You're living in an alternate universe. Listen, when I prep the show, I try to think of themes. And this is how the show started off with this video today. But I really didn't, I was struggling to get some material today because I was so bored with the DNC last night. I don't want to talk about it. And then I just came to me. It was one of those Eureka moments. The light bulb turned on. I was just going to talk about this in isolation, how Nicole Wallace is again perpetrating the collusion hoax. And I thought, what other hoaxes the Democrats believe in? That they actually believe are real. And Paul and I had a hunt through Grabian for video clip. And I found something else. But before I get to that, let's go to some other hoax. Uh, some other hoaxes Democrats believe. And I saw this gem yesterday on Twitter. And I thought, oh yeah, I saw this yesterday. This is Chris Hayes from MSDNC. This is hilarious, this tweet. Chris Hayes, MSDNC. The California GOP used to be one of the most right-wing, nuttiest state parties in the country. And it never really moderated meaningfully. It just got relegated to permanent minority status and the state became governable. <laughs> this is great. This is just classic. Joe, do you know that California is governable now that the GOP has gone? California, you know, they have like the North Korea like blackouts at night. You know that California, California that's billions of dollars in debt can't handle its own finances yep. despite the fact that the world's most wealthy companies are headquartered in yep. California. That California, yeah, that where crime is out of control in some of its big, remember that? Yeah. Some of its big cities, that is totally governable now. Oh, good. If good, you're good, following MSDNC's Chris Hayes on social media, you're living in a fantasy land. Dude. Bizarro Superman world. The George Costanza episode in Seinfeld where he does everything backwards. In this case, though, it worked out for George. It doesn't work out for the Dems at all. Listen to me. 
This is serious. Listen to me. This is having a real effect on our country. We can and should have political disagreements. I'm not crazy about the party system, but sometimes having another party to hold one party in check can be a good thing sometimes. But if we can't agree on basic axiomatic truths, like there's no collusion with Russia, there's no evidence of collusion with Russia, multiple reports have shown there's no collusion with Russia, it's in the actual report if you read it, if we can't... You know, if we can't agree on, again, axiomatic, factual truths, like California is not governable. It's one of the wealthiest states in the entire world. It's run by liberals, and they have North Korea-like blackouts at night because they can't keep the electricity on. Who told you it was governable? If you're a Democrat, though, you believe this. Collusion is real, and California is governable right now. Here's another one from the Wall Street Journal. If you're a liberal and you live in this alternate universe, you believe the post office is some model of efficiency that should be funded with additional funds despite losing billions of dollars. They can't figure out how to deliver the mail, the management at the post office, and haven't for decades. You believe that's a model of efficiency why the cops need to be defunded. Wall Street Journal, the Postal Service Democrats is a headline. Forget the sturdy Democrats donkey. Nancy Pelosi has changed her party logo to a post office. Listen to me again to be crystal clear. Because I don't knock people ever that work for a living, teachers or anyone else. Don't mistake my animus towards teachers unions and the prior management of the Postal Service, which ran it into the ground, for any animus towards these postal workers that work really hard. I got an email yesterday. You know who you are. I'm not going to dare say your name. But it was a postal service worker, you know who you are, who was like, damn, we're with you. We're not going to get paid either if this place continues to go bankrupt. We work hard and we appreciate you speaking out. Thank you. That's not a joke. I'm not making that email up. It's not you guys and women out there. It's the management of this place that ran it into the damn ground from the Wall Street Journal piece. This is the alternate universe they live in where Pelosi's making her members vote for $25 billion more for the Postal Service, just as her urban counterparts are voting to defund police departments in Seattle, Portland, Austin, New York, Los Angeles, Baltimore, and Philly. Joe Biden's upset about at-risk mailboxes, but don't expect him to say anything in his acceptance speech about children being shot, shot in cities across America. You understand people are being killed, kids, literally because the Democrats are selling you a myth that Trump is destroying the post office that's destroyed itself and that the cops are your real problem? Listen to me. People are being hurt and killed because you're watching these agitprop propaganda networks and reading the New York Times and the Washington Post that are selling you lines of colossal bull. You get the rest. Qu- quit. Yeah, yeah. You're living in a fantasy land. Kids are dying because you think the post office needs more money with a crappy business model while the cops need less. Kids being killed. Your stupidity for believing this. Despite the facts being in front of your face, look it up yourself on your phone or your computer. Despite the facts being in your face, you refuse reality and you defund your cops so your kids are killed, shot, robbed, harassed. While you waste your money on a post office business model that's failing because you fell for a hoax 
Because you're an idiot if you fell for this. Your kids are going to public schools that are collapsing because you bought a teacher's union talking point that school choice doesn't work and that teacher's unions know what's better for you, despite the fact that's the teacher's unions right now who don't want to teach your kids. The teachers want to go back a lot of them, not the unions, because they don't give a damn about your kids. But you fell for it because you're a sucker if you're a liberal. You live in an alternate universe where you actually believe the teachers unions give a crap about your kids. Why do you believe that? They're telling you you're too stupid to send your kids to a school of your choice and you buy it. Yep, that's right. I'm too stupid. Defund the cops. Definitely fund the post office. I'm all in, baby. You're an idiot. I'm really sorry. But if you are a hard left liberal listening to the show who bought this, you're really stupid. And it pains me to tell you that. Collusion. It's real. Where? Who told you that? Spygate. It's a total hoax. It's a hoax. Do you do any homework? We already have the guy who is a, or an intelligence asset i.e. a spy, we already have documented FBI and Inspector General reports indicating the FBI used a spy to spy on members of the Trump team. Yet, if you're a lefty and you believe Scamopedia, otherwise known to Wikipedia, this is what you see on Wikipedia. Wikipedia, Spygate, it's a conspiracy theory. Initiated by President Trump in May of 2018 that the Obama administration placed a spy in his 2016 presidential campaign for political purposes. It's a conspiracy theory. We have the spy's name. We have the other spy's name too, or fake name, Azra Turk, Stefan Halper. We have their names. Yet if you're a liberal and you read Scamopedia, you really believe it's a conspiracy theory. We have their names. Are you this stupid? They were intelligence assets. Everybody's in the the FBI has already admitted they paid a spy. And another FBI employee went by the name Azra Turk. They were interacting with Trump campaign officials. Why? For political reasons. The people involved hated Donald Trump. The people they were communicating with told Andrew Weissman, Mueller's pit bull, that they hated Donald Trump and Bruce Orr from the Justice Department. They had no evidence anything they were saying was ever true about collusion. And you believe it. Because you read Scamopedia. Facts smacking you in the face. And you still believe there's a network of Russians planted in Trump's White House. Because you're a moron. I'm really sorry, folks. I know some of these shows, which I haven't done in a while, they have an angry tone and they are. I know some of you don't like them. Some of you do. But I'm sorry they're necessary. Sometimes you need some syrup of Ipecac. Not the conservatives, but the liberals. You need to hear it. You need to hear it in your face and you need to hear it like sandpaper, not like silk. 
You're a moron if you believe this stuff. Spygate's not a conspiracy theory. We have the actual names and the records. Collusion's not a hoax. The Postal Service is not a model of efficiency. The police are not the enemy in your neighborhood. But again, if you're a liberal, you still to this day believe in all this nonsense. You don't believe me again? Let's just re-up this New York Times headline I put up in yesterday's show. Senate Intel Committee report was crystal clear again for seriously the fourth or fifth time now. Mueller, House Committee, Senate Committee, multiple congressional investigations, IG report. There is no collusion between the Trump team and Russia. Yet if you read the New York Times yesterday by uh, Mark Mazzetti here, GOP-led Senate panel details ties between Trump campaign and Russia. (laughs) Ties? You mean ties between the same people that are Russian or connected to Russia that we're dealing with the people involved with the Democrats? So if ties with those people are somehow malicious and criminal or collusion, then how is your assertion not that the Democrats were colluding with Russia too? Because you're not honest and your dopey liberal friends believe you. You want to see it now? You want to see the proof? I told you I'd get to it. So again, keep in mind the lying liberal media's alternate universe where people associated with the Trump orbit were somehow interacting with these suspicious Russians or Russian-connected people. Well, here's what's fascinating. The Wall Street Journal points this out today in a really great op-ed. The Russian grassy knoll. The collusion conspiracy theorists keep looking for a second shooter. Down in the piece, again, just they, they, they will not let this go because they know their liberal viewers and readers are idiots who love being lied to. Here is the network Nicole Wallace of, was talking about, Nutty Nicole on MSDNC, of Russians that they say the Trump campaign and people involved with the Trump A's were dealing with, that somehow they ignore their connections to Democrats. Here, quote from the journal piece. Somehow the grassy knollers ignore the report's information that the threat of foreign influence isn't limited to Trump aides. Oh, it's not? You didn't hear this again if you're a nutty liberal. I threw that in there. After devoting pages to Mr. Manafort's ties to a Russian oligarch named Oleg Deripaska. So again, Manafort was Trump's campaign manager. Deripaska was a Russian oligarch. A footnote. Notice, Joe, this only made it into the footnote. A footnote in this new Senate report concedes that several other people mentioned in the report also have, quote, ties to Russian influence peddler Deripaska. Okay, weird. Mm. Wait, can you come back to me for a minute just to be clear? Because she's going to do it anyway. She likes to beat me to the point. This back and forth with me and Paul is priceless. We play cat and mouse over when I'm going to come back on the screen or not. Just to be clear, the Senate Intel report, which was done by a lot of never Trumpers, excuse me, and Democrats, The Senate Intel Report, which clearly alleges no collusion whatsoever, but does try to paint a weird picture so the media can run with it, right, Joe? We're just going to, even though we don't have collusion, we're going to write about contacts with Russians in the most nefarious way for the Trump team. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it so the media can run with this story like nutty Nicole Wallace. But when it comes to Democrats' contacts with the same Russians, it only makes magically a footnote. Back to the piece. It lists Fusion GPS, you know, who were paid by Hillary's the law firm she hired. You know, those guys. It lists Fusion GPS Glenn Simpson, who hired Christopher Steele to dig up dirt on the Trump campaign, as well as former Obama State Department official Jonathan Weiner, 
who worked as an attorney at a law firm on Deripaska business. Oh, he did? The report notes separately that no less than Mr. Steele worked for Deripaska, likely beginning at least in 2012 and continued to work for him in 2017, providing a potential direct channel for Russian influence on the dossier. Weird, weird how that just <laughs> yeah. made a footnote, isn't it? <laughs> Notice how nutty Nicole leaves that out of her ridiculous coverage. Absurd coverage. Folks, I'm not tooting my horn or patting myself on the back. I don't need to, and I don't give a damn about doing that. We have been honest on this show and in my books on this subject. I have never defended Manafort. His dealings with Kalimnik and others should not have happened. He had a responsibility to treat the president's campaign as sacrosanct. It was a presidential race for the presidency of the United States with the Republican nominee, and he didn't. At times, it appears he treated it like a piggy bank trying to leverage it for his own personal needs. I was clear on the darn build the wall thing, even though it's a conservative cause building the wall. In the beginning, I wasn't touching it because I was afraid it was a fraud. We have never misled you on this show, ever. Nicole Wallace is lying to you. If you are watching this show, she selectively omits information and lies to you to make you, to believe, make you believe something that's not real is in fact real. This network of Russians she's talking about, we're dealing with her people, the Democrats, Fusion, Steele, Mark Warner, the Democrat senator from Virginia, which isn't even mentioned in that journal piece. That's who the Russian was dealing with. In addition to Manafort, we called out Manafort. Where are the Democrats calling out their own people and the lies? Where is Nicole Wallace being honest with her listeners for once? Saying, listen, this network that the New York Times and others are alleging of Russians interacting with Trump aides, let's just be candid. These are the same people who are dealing with prominent Democrats and people hired by Democrats to gin up information on Trump. Where's that damn quote? Where is it? Nowhere. Nowhere. Because again, if you're a Democrat, you believe the Postal Service is great. Teachers unions love your kids. The cops are your enemy. You believe collusion was real. And Spygate is a conspiracy theory because of people like Nicole Wallace. And that's why kids are being shot and people are dying because they don't understand the coronavirus either. Oh, I'll get to that. Here, you want some more gaslighting? The alternate universe you live in? There's a country out there who's you know, you know those foamy number one fingers? You know what it says in their foamy number one fingers, this country at their country house? Debt to America, we're number one. You know what country that is? That's Iran, who the Obama administration gave a pallet of cash to. Mm-hmm. Billions of dollars. Yeah, that happened. That happened. Whatever you believe the motivations were, the pallets of cash were real. It's not a hoax. It's not a conspiracy theory. But if you listen to John Kerry at the DNC... Disastrous John Kerry, total failure of a human being, John Kerry. Logan Act violator, John Kerry, with the Syrians and elsewhere. Wall Street Journal piece, John Kerry's gaslighting you about Iran too. Again, you live in an alternate universe if you believe this lunatic. John Kerry's fantasy world. Reality differs starkly from his telling of the Obama years. You want to see John Kerry's alternate universe, which again, liberals believe. Just go to this from the Wall Street Journal piece. 
The Obamacare record elsewhere in the region isn't much better. They're talking about foreign policy. Here's a quote from John Kerry at the DNC. Ladies and gentlemen, this is hilarious in its stupidity. We eliminated the threat of an Iran with a nuclear weapon, according to Mr. Kerry. He did. Quote continues, in reality, he negotiated a limited pause of Iran's nuclear ambitions in exchange for an economic windfall. That fiscal boost helped Iran finance its proxies in Yemen, Syria, and Iraq. The Iran-backed Shiite militia Khatib Hezbollah has been responsible for deadly attacks on Americans in Iraq. You don't hear that anywhere. Again, in liberal, dopey, moron, imbecile land, John Kerry and Barack Obama shut the Iranian nuclear program down. They did nothing of the sort. Nothing. I don't even believe it's been paused, the Iranian nuclear program, and the pallets of cash they gave them wound its way into money groups that were killing Americans. You haven't heard about that, right? Because you believe the Postal Service is a model of efficiency, teachers' unions care about your kids, Spygate was a conspiracy theory, and collusion was real. Because you're an idiot. Wow, Dan, you're really pissed today. Yeah, I am. Sorry. Now, I want to hat tip Paula. Did a lot of hard work this morning on this because we had a tough time finding this. The joke of the whole thing on me being that I had it in my inbox the whole time. I keep stories in my inbox. I mark them on red again. Just it's, I screwed the whole thing up. But again, what's the theme of today's show? It came to me. And the theme of today's show is it really this alternate universe they live in. None of this stuff liberals believe is real. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not just enough to say that. The fact that they believe in an alternate universe that's not real is actually getting people hurt and killed. Supporting an Iranian government that wants to kill our soldiers, defunding the police, protecting your kids from assaults, homicides, drug dealers, wasting money on inefficient services because you believe Trump is stealing mailboxes and storing them in the basement of the White House. You're a kook. You're a nut. You're a lunatic. The government spying on people and documented records and you ignore it because Wikipedia told you it was a conspiracy theory. You believe secret Russians are hiding in the basement in the White House in a scheme to take over America in like Red Dawn, the sequel, despite the fact that there's not one scintilla of evidence that any of, the, any of that has ever been true. This is one of the most deadly ones of all, though. The misinformation you've been subjected to by people like the Washington Post and liberal media, who in one of the most absurd, outrageous gaslights ever, have you believing that if you follow conservative media about the coronavirus, that you're the one misinformed? Really? You know what? Before I get to that, let me get to my final sponsor, because this is important. Folks, there are people seriously making decisions about a life or death virus, in many cases, coronavirus, because... They are misinformed precisely because they listen to liberal media. I'm serious. All right. Our final sponsor today, our good friends at the Terrific Job Creators Network. Listen, I get this question via email, friends of mine in texts, people who DM me, Facebook message me all the time. Listen, I got to save the country in November. What can I do? I get the question all the time. Like you, I know America itself is on the ballot in 2020 here. Our freedoms, our free enterprise system, everything our belie- uh, we believe in, our way of life is at stake. This is not a joke. The 2020 election is about one thing right now, turnout. That's it, folks. We're 70, what, 75 days away? Turnout, turnout, turnout. You don't vote, 
Your voice isn't heard. You can scream and yell all you want. You got to vote. And it's not enough for you to vote. You got to get your friends to vote too. The Democrats have a massive get out the vote machine, ladies and gentlemen. Massive. It's time for a get out the vote machine of our own. That's where Job Creators Network comes in. Here's how it works. Go to 10for20.com and take the 10 for 20 pledge. You'll receive a link that will give you the most trusted voting information and tools you can use to become part of the largest conservative get out the vote ever, ever. I was really happy to get these guys on board. I've been talking about this forever. You'll be asked to send a link and a message to 10 people you know who care about America. That's a small task to save the country. Family and neighbors, church and work friends, it's simple, it's easy. And it's the difference between a win in 2020 and a loss. To join this army for freedom and save our country, go to 10for20.com and take the pledge to drive 10 people to the polls in November 2020. Don't let our opponents outwork us. It's too important. Do your part today. Go to 10for20.com. That's 10for20.com. The number 10for, the number 20.com, 10for20.com, 10for20.com. Go now. We really appreciate it. So here's the alternative universe you live in about coronavirus, too. You'd be like, gosh, surely the liberal media wouldn't lie about a potentially deadly virus. No, they'll do that, too. Look at this ridiculous Washington Post headline. These lunatic. I'm, I'm biting my tongue. Let me just read the headline. Seriously, because I'm super PO'd today. The Washington Post from June of 2020. New research explores how conservative media misinformation may have intensified the severity of the, pa- of the pandemic. What? This article was a flaming dumpster fire full of hot garbage. The insinuation was if you watch Fox and Hannity and others and conservative probes, you were misinformed. That's fascinating. Here's another one by this Minnesota Post. They found this up on a search, uh, 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 internet search this morning. Check this headline out. People who rely on conservative media, media for COVID-19 news are less informed, more likely to believe conspiracy theory studies find. Jeez. So just to be crystal clear on this, the conspiracy theory promoting Washington Post, whatever, Minnesota Post, Nicole Wallace and the others who told you the post office is a model of efficiency. Teachers unions love your kids. Spygate isn't real, but collusion is. Those same people are now saying if you watch conservative media, you are misinformed. That's really fascinating because a study just came out. Oh, it did. Yes, an actual study. You know, something media people on the left don't pay attention to. This is a long clip from Tucker Carlson. It's about two minutes. You know, I don't want not long, but long for radio. I rarely play anything over a minute 30. But this is a clip you need to see. Paula had to hunt this thing down today. I gave her the wrong date. Poor woman was working. She's like, where is it? I watched the whole show. It was the wrong show. It's about a two-minute clip from Tucker Carlson's monologue last night. Where he talks about an interesting study done by Franklin Templeton, Joe. In other words, Franklin Templeton, I believe they're an investment firm. They're a business. They're not a, it's not a political firm. Right. They were trying to get a take on how their investors and their money people what they know and don't know about the coronavirus so they can make you know smart money decisions. It's not a political survey here. They found something really interesting, which Tucker will get to at the end, but listen to all two minutes of this, about how, again, Democrats live in an alternate universe where they're lied to often and morons who identify as radical liberals embrace it and love living in a fantasy land that's just not real. Listen to every second of this. Check this out. 
It's been more than six months since the coronavirus arrived here from China. At this point, we know a lot about the disease. We know how it spreads. We know who is most likely to die from it, most importantly. No topic in recent memory has been studied more carefully than this one. If only knew this much about how to keep marriages together, for example, or how to keep our kids off drugs, we'd be happy. But we know a lot about this. So you'd think this one topic would be one on which Americans would be deeply knowledgeable, the Wuhan coronavirus. But no, just the opposite is true. Most of us seem to know very little about it. Why is that? Well, because we've been lied to. A new study illustrates the effects of the relentless disinformation campaign about coronavirus. The investment firm Franklin Templeton looked at what the public believes about the virus. They found that on average, Americans believe that young people, people 44 and younger, account for about a third of the coronavirus deaths. That's completely wrong. In fact, the truth isn't even close to that. The actual number is under 3%. Not a third, under 3%. Very few young people die from the virus. But strangely, young people seem totally unaware of this. On average, they overstate the risk of death from the coronavirus by a factor of 50. Now you know why politicians have been able to shut down the schools. Students are terrified. They shouldn't be terrified. Overwhelmingly, this virus is a threat to middle-aged and elderly people with pre-existing health problems. Adults over the age of 55 account for more than 90% of coronavirus deaths, more than 90%. The numbers are out there, yet somehow the public doesn't know this. Why don't they know this? You know why. Lying, motivated by politics. The more CNN you watch, the less you know about science. That's not speculation. The study found that self-described Democrats, quote, tend to mistakenly overstate the risk of death from COVID-19 for younger people much more than Republicans. This is not a partisan survey. This was a survey done by an investment firm to guide their investments. That's probably the single most upsetting two minutes of video that I've seen in a really long time. That even when it comes to a deadly virus for people over 55, who could get very sick and potentially die from this. Even when it comes to a deadly virus, we can't tell the American people the truth in the media because our partisan motives have to take precedent. The Democrats wanted a couple things from the start and their media hacks. And that's why they lied to you about the coronavirus. And that's why people who are younger think people are dying who are young left and right from the coronavirus, despite absolutely no data indicating that whatsoever. Just like there's no data about the collusion hoax either. People believe it, though. I'm sure Franklin Templeton will be burned to the ground and boycotted for doing a study that dares to tell the truth as well by liberals who are lunatics. They're flat earthers. They're dumb. That's harsh, Dan. No, they're really dumb. They believe things that are factually incorrect, despite the evidence being in front of their very eyes, if they would just pick up a phone or a computer and look for it. That's the very essence of being dumb. Some people can't help being dumb. They just don't have access. Listen, some people, and I don't mean dumb in that your aptitude or achievement isn't there. I mean, you've been dumbed down because you can't. Some people in North Korea don't have access. To information. They believe, you know, Kim Jong-un is a descendant of a god because that's all you've been told your whole life and you have no access to an alternate theory that maybe he's just a fat guy in North Korea. You have no excuse here. 
you could literally pick up your phone or your computer and research the death rate for people under 55 of corona and find out that the media is lying to you. Why are they lying to you, though? Well, we know why they lie about Spygate, the Postal Service, and other things, because they just want Donald Trump to lose the election and make you believe he's a Russian traitor. But why do they lie to you about the threat to younger folks, despite the threat from coronavirus being very little? Not non-existent, but very little. Because they wanted a couple things, folks. Democrats wanted the economy locked down because they knew it would do significant damage to Donald Trump's chances of winning re-election based on an economic message. There is no evidence whatsoever these lockdowns have done a damn thing. But they wanted it locked down. And in order to get it locked down, they had to overstate the risk. So when you did your own personal risk reward, gosh, lockdown, do I support lockdowns? I should support them because I'm really at risk if I'm in my 20s. You weren't. They just lied to you bankrupted you, your dad, your mom, your uncle, your grandmother. They bankrupted everyone. They did it on faulty data. And 15 days to stop the spread became, in some states, 15 years to stop Donald Trump. But they lied to you for another reason. Teachers unions are a cancer to this country. They're a curse, not the teachers. Don't dare mistake what I'm saying. Been crystal clear on that. I always will be. Teachers unions are a curse on this country. They're a plague on this country. They've destroyed the lives of minority students as they keep them out of schools that would work. They try to shut down charter schools, teaching your kids, in many cases in ways much more efficiently than the local public school can. The teachers unions have paid off Democrats for years. The Democrats are beholden to the teachers unions. The teachers unions wanted more money, and many of those teachers unions saw the coronavirus as an opportunity to get more money and to advance left-wing causes. And they held your kids' education hostage. We're not going to teach, not for a moment, unless you give us more money in this. Oh, by the way, we're not doing it because of the coronavirus. That's interesting because some of their manifestos don't mention anything about the coronavirus in many cases. Here's what we want before we open up again. What does that have to do with you being misinformed by the media about the risk to young people? Because the only way to keep the uh, schools shut at the behest of the teachers' unions is until they can get their money. And what they wanted was to make you believe that these kids were super spreaders and at high risk of dying from the coronavirus, when in fact it was absolutely untrue. So they kept pumping you full of misinformation. Hence the Franklin Templeton study showing how younger kids believe they're going to die from the coronavirus, despite a very small likelihood of that actually being true. I feel sorry for you if you're a liberal. I really do. I don't, your ideology is dangerous, it's pernicious, but I feel sorry for you. I do, I, I pity you in a way. Destroying your lives, destroying your kids' lives, destroying your family's lives, destroying this great country, ripping the education systems to shreds to keep it locked down based on no evidence you heard from uh, uh, Captain Potato over at CNN, Brian Stelter. These morons over there in MSNBC telling you that the Russians are living in the basement of the White House? You're telling your kids that? Aren't you embarrassed? Keeping your kids out of a good school, trying to shut down the local charter, destroying their educational opportunities, their lives, because some teachers union told you charter schools don't work despite no evidence that's actually true? Forcing your kids into debt so we can bail out the postal service that hasn't figured out how to deliver the mail on time in 20 years? Telling your kids that spying is A-OK as long as Obama does it? Aren't you ashamed 
Aren't you embarrassed? How do you live with yourself? How do you look yourself in the mirror? You proud of who you are? You know, on this show, we've been honest. President Trump signed off on some spending bills that spent a lot of money. We've never, ever moved from our principles. Debt's bad. Whether Trump signs it or Obama signs it or Bush signs it. Spending your kids' money is really bad. It's bad now and it was bad then. I don't believe in getting your kids into foreign wars, foreign wars where we don't have an out. Whether Trump did it, which he didn't, but or Obama did it or Bush did it. If you're a liberal, can you say the same thing? Can you say you believe in something? Can you honestly look yourself in the mirror and say, I believe in my kid's future. I believe in this country. I love this place despite its flaws and I'm willing to fix it. No, you can't. Because you're a fake. You're a phony. You're a fraud. And you're literally willing to get people killed at some points because your ideology matters more than anything. You need another disturbing example of the alternate universe these nut jobs live in? Here's another segment from Tucker whose monologues are really priceless. We're going to cut this into two. This was the Democratic National Convention where Andrew Cuomo, the disastrous governor of New York, whose death rate per million of New York City, uh, New York State, New York City residents is some of the highest in the world from coronavirus. Do you understand what I'm telling you? That's a fact. Again, liberals, I know facts don't matter. I'm talking to sane people right now. Do you understand the governor of New York is leading a state which leads the world or is close to the top of deaths per million people from coronavirus, that this guy had the mm, smalls, if you know what I mean, to give a speech at the Democratic National Convention congratulating himself on his response to the coronavirus? You don't believe me? You want to be infuriated? Listen to this sociopath at the DNC. This is from the Tucker Show calling him out on it. By far of the night was Andrew Cuomo's speech. Cuomo is the brother of CNN's weightlifting correspondent. He's also the sitting governor of New York, which is the second biggest democratic state. His father famously gave the DNC keynote back in 1984. So there was never any question that Andrew Cuomo was going to speak at this year's convention. What we did not expect in a million years was Andrew Cuomo to talk about the coronavirus. You'd think that would be the last thing, the very last thing Cuomo would want to talk about, that and the fact that his top aide is now doing six years in prison for bribery. But coronavirus especially, whatever you think of Andrew Cuomo, and he's a good talker, you can't say he's done a good job with the pandemic. Citizens of New York State have been four times as likely to die as other Americans from the coronavirus. And there's a reason for that. Andrew Cuomo forced corona-infected patients into nursing homes. Many thousands perished as a result of that decision. It is possible that no leader on earth mishandled the coronavirus outbreak as profoundly as Andrew Cuomo did. A man with integrity would have resigned immediately. Cuomo refused to do that. Now he brags about it, literally. Again, for liberals who watch, I'm going to do numbers here in data. I know they're irrelevant to you. I'm not kidding. I'm not even being a, a smart, smart guy here. It's going to use a different word, but I forget we're on radio sometimes. I know they don't matter, but try for a minute. 
to live in the real world and escape your George Costanza Seinfeld episode. New York has had 1,690 deaths per million people. This is your success story? No, you believe it is. I'm sure you do because you're a lunatic. And you believe definitely that Florida was a disaster. Why? Because Florida has a Republican governor. So it has to be a disaster because you're a lunatic who doesn't do facts. You just do, you will get people killed to stick to the party line that Republicans bad, Democrats good. Your Messiah up in New York. 1,690 people per million are dead because of his policies. Yet in Florida, where that horrible Republican Ron DeSantis is in charge, the number's only 450. Sixteen ninety four fifty. Sixteen ninety four fifty. But again, you live in an alternate universe where you want to emulate the New York City model and the New York State model that got almost four times as many people killed as they did in Florida. You will literally get people killed to defend your Democratic Messiah in Andrew Cuomo. Do you know how sick of a person you have to be? I'm not kidding. How do you look at your kids? What do you say to them? This is what we want to do. We definitely want to, because we're Democrats, we want to follow and defend the Democrats that got four times as many people killed. We don't want to see what they did in the Republican state that made me work. No, no, let's get people killed in, instead. There's part two of this. Here's more on Andrew Cuomo. The Grim Reaper up in New York, who the Democrats, he's bragging at the convention about him being the Reaper. Check this out. Last night, Cuomo told the audience what a great job he did managing the coronavirus. Nobody laughed at him. They applauded like they agreed. The whole thing was like watching Jeffrey Epstein boast about his internship program. You could barely believe it was happening, but it was. Here's part of it. New Yorkers were ground zero for the COVID virus and have gone from one of the highest infection rates on the globe to one of the lowest. We climbed the impossible mountain, and right now we are on the other side. Our nation is in crisis, and in many ways, COVID is just a metaphor. A virus attacks when the body is weak and when it cannot defend itself. The European virus infected the Northeast while the White House was still fixated on China. As they proved their way failed, we proved that our way succeeded. And for all the pain and all the tears, our way worked. And it was beautiful. The European virus? Huh? Oh, right. The deadly pathogen that escaped from a lab in Luxembourg last winter. Those damn Europeans always infecting us with their diseases. If only they would stop eating bats. What world is this? It's a world of such pure dishonesty that all reference points have disappeared from sight. There are no facts left, only assertions. Andrew Cuomo says the way he handled the coronavirus was, quote, beautiful. And so it was. Cuomo declared it. It's now reality. Beautiful. Our way worked. Your way worked because everybody's dead, you numbnuts. Nearly every person in a nursing home that would have been susceptible to this deadly virus is dead. 
because of you, you flaming hot piece of human garbage. Janice Dean from Fox lost both, both of her in-laws. That means her husband's mother and father for the liberals watching. Both. Because of Andrew Cuomo's beautiful handling of the coronavirus. They're all dead. That's why you're, quote, on the other side of the mountain. Because all of your high-risk people that could have died are dead. Dead, dead, you moron. And we're supposed to celebrate this dunce and put him on a pedestal in front of a national audience? They're dead. That's why, you idiot. You lost 11,000 people in nursing homes because you put people infected with the coronavirus around the most vulnerable. And they are dead. They're not here to get infected anymore. They're dead because of you. This media Democrat icon now, who we're all supposed to genuflect in front of. We live in an alternate universe of stupid. Now you know where despite all the chaos and sometimes the tweets I disagree with and a lot of the personal stuff that people don't like about Trump, you know why I would walk over hot coals to vote in 2020? That's why. Because I'm not going to live in a world anymore where we tell our kids and look them in the eye things that aren't true, that get their grandmothers killed, destroy their father's businesses and their mother's businesses, destroy their educational opportunities. And light their country on fire. I ain't doing it. NFW. No way. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.